on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in a cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, that's a no, headshot, case closed What is up guys, it's Andy Frisella And this is the show for the realists Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness and delusions Of modern society and welcome To motherfucking reality Guys, today we have Q and AF That is where you submit the Qs And I give you the AF um, you can submit your questions to email those in to ask Andy at andyforsella.com. And I will answer them as long as they're decent questions. If they're stupid, I probably won't. In fact, maybe I might read them on air and make fun of you. We might start a segment for stupid questions. Yeah. Maybe that's what we should do. Hey. Anyway, I give the people what they want. For the <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> All right. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Okay, uh, I am Andy Frisella. I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, I'm, I'm a whole lot of other stuff too. Uh, but I ran the MFCEO project, which was one of the most popular entrepreneurial podcasts of all time. And if you want to listen to the 330 episodes of pure fucking entrepreneurial gold, you could scroll back in the feed and start at episode one and you'll learn everything you really need to know about how to win. Um, Q&AF is sort of an ode to the MFCEO project because the answer to the problem that we have in this world is always going to be personal excellence, upping our standards, becoming more successful, becoming less dependent, uh, becoming better Americans and better citizens of the world. That's what Q&AF is about. It's about personal development, how to win, okay? So send me your entrepreneur questions, send me your business questions, send me your how the fuck do I win questions and we'll answer them. Then sometimes you're going to tune in, there's going to be CTI, okay? And that stands for Cruise the Internet. And that's more of a, a comedy-based uh, take on the headlines of the day. We throw up three headlines, we laugh at them, we make fun of how ridiculous they are and the people that believe them. And then we talk about the problem that is real in society and how we should fix it. And so Q&AF and CTI sort of go together like peanut butter and jelly, all right? CTI, we talk about the problems. And a little bit of solution, and then in Q&AF, we get more granular and uh, specific on how to solve some of these problems because they all start with us. That's what we're going to do today. Other times when you listen, you're going to hear real, uh, real talk. Real talk is a five to 20 minute uh, kind of rant, you might call it. Uh, it's my internal dialogue. It's what I'm feeling. It's what's on my heart. It's what I think is truth. And uh, usually I'm talking to myself on the inside. Uh, so most people get a lot out of those. Some people get their feelings hurt. I don't really care about those people. I care about the people who are going to take the lesson and go win. You're my people. The other people aren't. Then sometimes we're going to do interviews and that's called a full length episode. We might have uh, my successful, interesting uh, friends. We might have people of different opinions. We might have people uh, that have accomplished great things. We might have people who, uh, you know, just have an interesting perspective or have completed live harder, 75 hard. And we have conversations about how they did these amazing things and how you can do the same thing. So the basis of the show is to make you better, to make the world better. And I have a little bit different way of doing that. Um, so tune in, listen up. And if you find value in the show, which a lot of people do, uh, please share the show. Okay. We have this thing that we re refer to on the show as the fee. The fee is very simple. If you like the show, if it brought you value, if it made you laugh, if it made you think, if it made you have a different perspective, if you thought it was valuable information, we ask that you share the show. And that's what we're talking about when we say pay the fee, okay? Uh, we don't run ads on the show. I don't 
take 30 minutes of the show and tell you to buy all this shit. I don't try to sneak shit in on you, bro. Uh, I own a whole bunch of companies that I could talk about. I don't talk about those companies really either. Uh, mainly, I just want to fucking serve and I want to help and I want to make shit better. And that's what we try to do here. So if you are cool with it, uh, please share. Now, with that being said, we have Q&AF. And this is the co-host, DJ. Hi. What's up? Hello, children. <laughs> <laughs> what you got there? Uh, oh, I've got the uh, best fucking energy drink in the history of the earth. <laughs> and that's what it's called. Uh, yeah, you know what's funny, dude? <laughs> like, that's actually what we call it. People think it's a joke. Yeah. Like, when they came, to, so we had these new energy drinks at one. Now, I'm going to fucking plug. After I just said. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? You said me I just wanted that. to know what you had over All right. there, man. All right. Little razz, blue razz. Sometimes we plug our own shit. <laughs> <laughs> Look. Uh, we came out, first form came out with these, uh, these new energy drinks and it's a funny story because they, for forever, they were like, what are we going to call them? What are we going to call them? What are we going to call them? I'm like, just call it the best fucking energy drink in the history of earth. And like, I was kind of annoyed yeah. and like everybody kind of looked at me. That's fucking genius. And they like tilted their head and I'm like, just take out the fucking. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> right, right, right. So it's called the best energy drink in the history of earth. Like that's the name of the drink. And, um. We didn't put that on the can yeah. because when you drink it, you're already going to know what it is. You know what it is. All yeah. right. Hey, what you drinking? Oh, you already know. <laughs> the best drink ever. Exactly. You know, exactly. so that's what it's called. But anyhow. Um, a little blue razzle dazzle. It was really cool, dude. Like, it was cool. I made a little post about this yesterday. Um, I was talking to some of the team guys today about it. You know, I didn't have really much to do with this product, this product development. Mm -hmm. You know, I helped a little bit with the can. I helped lay out the can a little bit. Uh, which I'm very proud of. But, like the design of it. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. It, but like, dude, I think back to all the times as an entrepreneur that I was like literally fucking starving, mm. uh, stressed out of my mind. You know, the first years at S2 when we were, before we even got into first form, you know, dude, we were going door to door. Yeah. We were knocking on doors. And you guys were like, why'd you have to go door to door? Well, you forgot that in 1999 and 2000 and 2001, all that shit, there was no social media, bro. Right. There was no, there was no way to connect like there is today. And so we did what the fuck we could to, to get by. And that's why when you hear me talking about like doing whatever the fuck you got to do, like a lot of you guys just ain't willing to do that mm. because all of you got two feet in a fucking hand for the most part, you can go fucking knock on some motherfucking doors, Yeah, you know? Um, but like, dude, I was like looking, you know, uh, were you back there with me the other day when my older brother was here? Mm -hmm. And like we had all the inventory here. We yeah. had fucking millions of cans of this shit. Yeah, I was our, like, our warehouse was fucking packed. We have a big warehouse. Guys are moving though, man. Yeah, yeah. No, they're all gone. All, yeah, all yeah. the drinks are gone. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like I'm looking at I'm looking at the can, and bro, I drove home, uh, and I, I got emotional about it because like it was the first time ever I felt. Like ever, ever. And I know this sounds stupid to some of you guys that have been following me for a long time because like I've been successful and, and had, you know, done well for a long time. But like that fear of, of like not making it, like when you've really struggled, it never goes away. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like I've never forgotten what it's like to be that beginning level entrepreneur. Yeah. And um, it's like your brain internalizes that. Oh, those bro, feelings I'm, I'm still that guy. Yeah. Like, I'm, I like, like, listen, motherfuckers. The reason I run so hard and so fast all the time is because I'm fucking scared. It, it has nothing to do with anything other than that. Like, I know what it's like to, ha to be like, to have one fucking chance and, and, and to have to make it. And um, it made me emotional to think about because like, 
you know, this is one of the first products that we've come out with that, you know, I really didn't do anything with, and it came out amazing. And like, our, this is like a, this is a total team win. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I started thinking about like how many amazing people that we have that work here and then like what we get to do and how we get to help all these people improve their lives through the transformation program or through a live hard program. And like, bro, it just like, I don't know. It was like very validating. It felt like mm. It was one of the, like, dude, you guys know that follow me. Like, I don't fucking stop and smell the roses, bro. Like, I keep my fucking head down and uh, I move. But it was one of the first times, I guess, I came up for air in probably a really long time where I'm like, man, this is pretty neat. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm here in this amazing headquarters with these amazing people. We're making amazing products. We're helping people. We're doing shit. Um, we got a long way to go. You know, we're not perfect. We make mistakes. We try to fix them. But um, it just felt good, dude. Yeah, I mean the the smell of roses things. I mean, I, I I get it, right? Like I'm, I'm I feel like I think similarly to that, right? Um, but I think it it is important though to to like get those, uh, I guess validations that you are heading towards the right direction. Blue Razzle Dazzle's fucking delicious. Pinkies, Pinkies up. up, bitch. Yeah, this is Pinkies good up. shit. Yeah, but I, I think it is important though. You know, every at least I just every had my first drink of Blue Razz. Yeah. <laughs> It is pretty good. Pretty good. See, I, I I only tried the orange before this. The orange was good too. This is good. Blue Raz is like that's the move. That's the move. Cherry lime's good too. All right. Um, but no, I, mean, I think it's important to have those validations that like you're going the right direction and to like truly like understand that, yeah, appreciate bro, it. But like it's for sure, dude. But like from the outside in, people hear what I'm saying and they're like, oh yeah, fucking. Bro, you you got fucking fifteen for like they you know right right like right. look dude that shit don't matter to me like it's cool I love yeah. it like I love my shit yeah, yeah, yeah but what's cool to me is the fact that we started out with fucking literally a little bitty store um with less than ten thousand dollars worth of product that we financed on a fucking credit card yeah and and here we are doing products that are that are going to be global scale products. You know, our products are sold all over the world now. They're starting to go international. We're moving it, you know, like it just felt cool. Yeah. And like, I, you know, and people laughed at me when I made that post. They're like, bro, you're just now figuring it out. Like you got race team, you got fuck. Right. You got billboards in fucking multiple cities all over the country. You got fucking signage at major league baseball stadiums and shit. Like, yeah. But like, I don't, you got to understand, I don't fucking get off on that shit. Hmm. Like I want to fucking be the best ever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, you know, I don't know. It was just a cool moment. I think it speaks to the goals too, right? Like your goals are just so much more massive that the milestones to normal, other people would just seem like, you know, fuck, like that's it. Well, I mean, dude, that's how it's going to go for anybody in business. Yeah. You know, when you first start, you're going you're gonna to choose a goal that you can achieve, right? And once you get to that, which you will probably get to it much faster than what you think. Yeah you're going to expand that some more. And that's the difference between a lifetime entrepreneur, somebody who's going to continue to win or somebody who, you know, they get one or two wins, big wins, and then they just kind of like fade away. Yeah. And, um, you know, the game of it, like the, the, the process of it and like, see, like I'm having much, so much more appreciation for like the jobs we're creating and things like that. Like, it's just, I don't know, man. It's just, it was just a cool fucking feeling. Yeah. You know? True. Well, I love it, man. Yeah, and, 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 and bro, there was a 10 billion times I wanted to quit too. Like that I almost quit. You know, there's been times where I've told my fucking, like I've told Chris, I've told Sal, I've told Jason, like I'm fucking done. You know, like multiple times. 
lucky for me, they don't listen to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like, um, no, they know when to listen to you. Well, I mean, no, no, no. <laughs> like they don't listen to me when I say that. Right, right. They know I'm just upset. But like, my, you know, just stick it out. Keep moving, man. Yeah. You know, that's really the lesson in all of this because, you know, I get a lot of credit because of the things that have been achieved and, and the knowledge that has been shared and all that. But the truth of the matter is, is I learned all that by just not quitting, mm. by taking my fucking beatings and getting the fuck back up. That's yeah. really all it is. Yeah. That's all it is. Dude, that's why I never get the statement when people were like, oh, don't forget where you came from. How the fuck could I? That's where I, I learned all my shit. <laughs> why would I want to forget that? That's something that people say, um, you know, when they, when they see you getting a little too far away from them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they feel like threatened that you're going to leave that relationship or friendship behind. And the ironic thing is, is that when people say that, you know, I almost automatically remove myself from that situation anyway because mm -hmm. I realize that you're, you, what you're saying to me yeah. is that you don't want me to go any further. I can't have that for what I'm trying to do. Right. I'm pulling a big motherfucking wagon, dude. Yeah. I can have zero of that in my life. Yeah. You, you want to keep your feet stuck in fucking cinder blocks. That's cool. Yeah. I got to move. And I learned, I learned, you know, the first 10, 12 years, maybe even the first 15 years, I, I would hear that kind of stuff and it would upset me. Mm. And I would be like, man, you know, he's kind of right. Right, right. Um, or she's that was my right. best friend growing up. Yeah, 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 yeah. But now, but yeah. now I look at it and I just, you know, they probably look at it as a negative, like, oh, he got too big for his britches, or blah, blah, blah. But how I see it from my side is, I can't have that level of of drag on on what I'm trying to do, yeah. and it's nothing personal. Too much friction. No, dude, it, listen, it's hard. It's so fucking hard to pull that much weight mm -hmm. that, like, and, and this is, goes for anybody. Like, this is a lesson I think that everybody should really think about. You know, how many of your friends, how many of your family are, are, are taking your energy in a negative way? Because when you're trying to accomplish big things, you really have to have selective hearing on who you listen to and what you allow in your life mm. uh, in regards to the input energy-wise that you allow in your heart, in your ears, in your mind. You know what I'm saying? No. And uh, it's nothing personal. Like, I'm not saying go cut out all your friends or not or fucking hate them or fuck them like some guys will be like oh fuck all those people that's not right either bro they're on a different path than you mm -hmm. and that's okay and they might not recognize that you're on a different path than them but that's okay too right that doesn't mean you have to hate them like just keep fucking moving bro like i i like to you know most of my friends that you know we went a little bit little ways without talking and they were mad at me you know uh we have a better relationship now you know i don't see or talk to them all the time but they seem to be proud and supportive of me. I, you know, like, I, well, when you do talk, it's like you pick up where you left off. Yeah, and everything's that's cool, it, bro. Yeah, like, and yeah. that's the thing. Like, there's a lot of people out there that I used to know or be closer with, and a lot of times they get upset because I don't give them the time anymore. And it's not that I don't give them the time; it's that I don't have the time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But like I, back when I was trying to grow the company, and it was 2012, which was 12 years into our brand, 13 mm -hmm. years in. You know, I, I had more time. Yeah. I could I could invest myself in individual like sitting at dinners or sitting at now that's just something that is it's not even possible to do. Yeah. You know, and yeah. unfortunately that's the truth of the reality. Yeah. And and so um it's not like you know, I could see how that could per be perceived on the backside, like from their point of view, like, oh, he fucking doesn't give a fuck. He never gave a fuck. That's not it. What it is is that I'm continuing to run with the same mission I was running with. 
And it's just gotten so heavy that there's no, there's no other room to breathe. Yeah. So like, what am I supposed to do? Like give up my dinners at home so I can fucking come dinner, dinner with, with, with a different person. That's only 365 people, bro. I know fucking hundreds of thousands of motherfuckers. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. like there's at least tens, tens of thousands of people. Like the math doesn't work. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. So like, and, and you get held to that standard and that's a painful thing. It makes you feel bad. It makes you feel like you're failing, but you have to understand that that's not your obligation to entertain people. Um, my obligation is to continue to move forward with the mission. Right. Uh, the best way that I can, because I have the, all these people that depend on it. You see what I'm saying? No, that's real. So it's, it's like a, if you're spending every single fucking day with your best friend. And I know, okay, bro, that's cool. But people don't but, understand that. But where do we build it? Like, they take it personal. <laughs> and you guys in business should be prepared for that. Like, mm-hmm. that's a reality of business. You yeah. know, I've had so many people that have judged me in the past who have then become, like, successful in their own right or started their own thing. I've even had ex-employees who, who went and started their own business. Uh, and they're like, fuck, bro. I fucking get it. And I'm like, yeah, you think? <laughs> yeah, right, like, I've right. been trying to tell you, you right. know? Um, but, you know, that's something that you should be prepared for. And I think the attitude of, you know, you guys, I think the, adi- I think the best thing that I ever heard on this was uh, Tony Robbins talked about this one time, um, which, by the way, I, I, you know, I owe Tony Robbins a, a huge debt of gratitude because he got me on the path to personal development. And he did, I think he's the most impactful human living in, in reality. Mm. Um, he's probably responsible for more personal success than any other man on the planet. Um, he said that he was talking in terms of relationships and the nature of, of different humans. And he said that you shouldn't look at a, a relationship that fails as a personal failure. You have to understand that everybody's on their own path and that the nature of other people might not be complementary to the nature of you. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's a reality yeah. of life. And so like, you know, and we're getting into a, more of a relationship thing here, but the truth of the matter is is if we were all able to recognize that without these strong emotions of of jealousy or frustration, or, or, you know, the negative emotions. And we could just look at things in reality and say, well, this person's nature is just different than mine. Mm-hmm. But this person's path is just different than mine. And accept those things, it makes things much better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, I don't have, like, I don't have hate in my heart for people. Right. Even when people fucking come at me, bro, I don't hate them. Like, I, I listen, bro. Okay, I get it. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> I'm fucking young. I'm fucking all right looking. I'm in good shape. I, I fucking make a whole lot of money. I've done a whole lot of cool shit. You know, I'd probably hate me a little bit too. I fucking get it. Like I'm being like real talk. But, but, but see, the thing is that what makes, what I think makes me different is that I'm willing to fucking reach my hand out and pull you the fuck along. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you fucking hate me all you want, but I'm going to keep pouring good shit in the world. That's real, bro. Yeah. That's real. Well, guys, it is Q&A. So let's get into these questions uh, for Andy. Andy, question number one. <laughs> I was doing your sound effects for you. Huh? I was doing- <laughs> Was that a, what was that? It was like the, you know, like the sound effects. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Right. See, Coca-Cola just. I kind of want to just trade with you real quick, bro. That blue raspberry is fucking. Listen, like, Coca-Cola, like, Cola, right. the fucking, um, I'll do your, I'll do your sound effects. You guys, you can pay me with your woke money. <laughs> I mean, I know that, 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 that balance is going, you know, it's, it's Getting less and less, but yeah. you know, I'll still you take guys what you should got. just hire me as your fucking CEO. I'll fix your shit. 
Anyway, let's get into these, man. Let's do get into these. <laughs> Andy, question Damn, I've been waiting for you. All you did was fucking talk the first 19 minutes, 43 yeah. seconds. What the fuck, Zeeshan? Damn, DJ. Zeeshan? Yeah, Zeeshan. The fuck? Yeah. Uh, Andy, question number one. Can you walk us through uh, how you forced yourself to not only go through the hard shit, but actually learn to love it? And how long did that process take in that transition? I'm still learning. You know, the bigger you get, the harder the fucking hits that come. Mm. You know, um, I think the biggest thing that you have to remember is that the bad times are coming, bro. Like, you guys are going to have bad times. Mm. You, it's going to happen. There's no way to avoid it. Yeah. You're going to have situations. You're going to have people. You're going to have fuck-ups. You're going to have just bad periods of time. And you have to accept that as a reality. And from a from an actual reality standpoint, those bad periods of time, those struggle periods of time, those times when you're the most fucking frustrated, the world's actually teaching you something. And most people miss it because they get so wrapped up in how bad shit is mm -hmm. that they miss the fucking lesson. And then they and then they repeat the bad the same bad shit over and over and over. So, you know, because they're, they're they get wound up in their own self pity and their victimhood, and yeah. you know, by the way, that's more popular than ever because they want you to be a victim. So, my advice to anybody is for you to understand the reality. We're all going to have storms, bro. We're all going to have bad times, but just like a real storm, guess what happens? It moves the fuck along. Mm -hmm. Okay, and sometimes they stay longer. Sometimes they go fast, but the sun always comes out, dude. Yeah. And so, like. What are you going to like my thing that I try to do now as you know, I'm in my 40s uh, versus when I was in my fucking 20s and bad shit happened. You know, when I was in my 20s and bad shit happened, I would pity myself and I would say, man, I'm a fucking idiot. I did this and this and this. I'm a fucking bad person. Mm -hmm. You know, I fucked up. I'm stupid. And I would do all that shit. Now, you know, I'm like, OK, well, that sucks. Yeah. All right. Well, what the fuck does it teach me? Mm. What would I learn here? You're looking for the lesson. Automatically. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm automatically moving from the, from the victim point or the self-pity point to the lesson immediately. Mm. And that doesn't mean the storm goes away immediately. Right. But right. the minute I fucking know the lesson that I'm supposed to learn and I take action to fix it, I feel better. Mm -hmm. Even if the storm's still raging, dude, you know what I'm saying? I can sit there and say, okay, well, you handle it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to work. We're going to be good. And that brings you some peace within the storm, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Uh, in terms of loving it, you know, you don't love it. You don't ever love it when you're going through it like that. Like, you know, that's how it sounds. You right? can make it look good. Yeah. Like I can <laughs> fucking sit here and bullshit you guys. But I fucking love it. Yeah. You know, but like, bro, really what that is, is me convincing myself that I love it so I can fucking push through it. Mm. And sometimes that's what the fuck it takes. Yeah. You know, and, and knowing like, for example, like when I'm out doing 75 hard workouts and on the outdoors and mm -hmm. it's fucking shitty, bro, I do love that because I can look around and the only other motherfucker that's out there is maybe you. Right. And right. if it ain't you, there ain't nobody. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like, I do love that shit because I look around, I look up and down my street, I look around the neighborhood, wherever the fuck I'm doing it. I've been mm -hmm. doing this program for a long time now. There ain't nobody. Nobody doing it. Yeah. And when you could physically see that you're the only motherfucker out there grinding, there's, there's massive power in that, mm. in my opinion. You know, I think that teaches you to value yourself and realize like how much stronger you are than you think you are. Mm. And so I love that 
feeling um, in terms of business storms or life storms, I try to adopt the same attitude. You know, I try to absorb the negativity. Uh, and that's another thing. Like you have to learn to absorb the negative shit and process it and put it out in productive action. Yep. Like that's a huge deal. That production pivot where you have negative come in. We talked about this recently, yep. I think. Um, and then, you know, you process it and then you put out, you know, in, in productive, like, bro, like, you know, in 2015, I was 330 pounds, bro. I'd make Instagram content and people were like, you're a fat fuck. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, fuck, fuck you, <laughs> you know? Right. But like the truth was, guess what? They were fucking right. I was a fat fuck. And you know what I figured out? That every time someone called me fat, I got off my fat ass and I went outside and did some fucking cardio. And even if it was only 10 minutes, even if it was only 10 motherfucking minutes, I would go do it. Because I would if you could take the negative and turn that into immediate action, bro, you cannot be beat. How do you beat someone like that? How do you beat someone like that? How do you beat someone that the more negative energy you throw at them, the better they get? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hell yeah. So process it. You know, think about it like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. What are you learning? What are you learning? What's it teaching you? And think about it right like that. And then, and then take positive action in that direction. Those two things will, will help you get past these hardships this person's asking about. That's real. Andy, question number two. Uh, my company just finished up our yearly surveys where employees review their direct supervisor. I had an anonymous comment that said uh, this individual didn't find me to be approachable and they felt uncomfortable coming to me about things that were on their mind. Mm -hmm. Should we as leaders uh, ourselves make ourselves more approachable to our staff and employees, or is there a better solution, a way to deal with this? Well, I mean, I get that all the time. I mean, I get that in public. I get that here. I mean, I get that all the time. And, you know, the best, look. <clears> oh, <throat> no, that's not, it's not the truth. You just look, you might be like. No, 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 <laughs> listen. No, 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 no. Look, dude, listen. We have enough employees here that some people hide. Mm. Right. And they're afraid and they don't want to come up and shake a hand and say, hello, I'm, you know, I'm Steve. Nice to meet you. No. When in reality, that's an amazing way to, to get yourself noticed. Like you young people, like whoever you're intimidated by, go right up to them, stick your hand out and say, hey, I'm, I'm Steve. I'm Mary. I do this here. I know you don't know me, but, you know, I wanted to let you know who I was. Like yeah. that shit is powerful shit. Yeah. And, you know, not it leaves an impression. And, and so. um. You know, I've, get, I've gotten that comment a lot over the years, and, and I actually think there should be some level of unapproachability to, to a leader, mm. okay? Like, because you don't want people bringing you every fucking thing that they have. That's right. Like, I don't want mother... Like, listen, dude, no offense. I care about you. I care about your problems. But if you're bringing me your fucking personal problems every single fucking day, you're holding up the train. Yeah. And that's what some people want. Like, some people want to have such a buddy-buddy relationship with their manager or their leader that... You know, it's almost like this, like friendship mm -hmm. and, and bro, I'm not your fucking friend. I'm your fucking coach. I'm like the GM. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I'm up in the box calling the fucking place. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like your job is to execute those. And that, so we all have our job now outside of work. We are at, we're having a couple beers or we're smoking a fucking J we're talking, we're, we're fucking talk. Mm. So there should be a level of, of, of boundary between that respect listen and people don't respect it all the time yeah. so i don't really have a problem with that so you know i wouldn't feel too personal about that um 
but what I would do, like I spoke about in the first question is I would, you know, maybe be a little bit more warm, maybe be a little bit more friendly to your team, you know, uh, approach them, you know, and, and make an effort, uh, you know, to be more friendly and, and let them know that at least, you know, yeah, you, I don't want you bringing me all your shit, but like, bro, I fucking care about you and we got to win. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so like, dude, it's just a hard dynamic because yeah. when you, especially like in a culture like ours, where we are all friends. Um, but what I love about our culture here is that everybody respects the, the boundaries of their job too. Like I can have conversations with, you know, Madat, like out in the fucking gym, we're talking about all kinds of shit. But when we talk about work, it's about fucking work. And I think if everybody acts like a professional, which, you know, is rare these days. Um, and I think it's the reason I think it's rare is because I think a lot of leaders are so fucking soft. They don't want any boundaries between them and their, and then, and then they complain about not being able to manage them or lead them. Right. Right. Okay. Like if you're somebody who, who, who you allow for these people to come in your office and fucking vomit all their fucking shit all the time, they ain't going to listen to you, dude. Mm -hmm. When it's time to crack that whip, like, dude, listen, and, and I try not to do that, but like yeah. you, you have to maintain, there has to be respect of boundaries within the roles of the organization and how you, you know, so maybe like this person would benefit some, from spending some time with their people outside of work. So they understand that like, Hey dude, I'm cool. Just like, Still you a normal guy. Yeah. yeah. Like, like when I'm out of work, bro, I'm not trying to fucking flex my authority. And like, I like, bro, we're all fucking, right. we're all the same. You know, uh, when we go in that reasonably, of course. Yeah, yeah. When we go in that fucking building, uh, I have a role, you have a role, we all have a role. And, yeah. and, and if you can make them understand that they'll, they'll kind of naturally start to believe and understand the boundaries. But like, dude, if you're a young person and you're, you're new in a company and you're trying to make an impression, you should be going to your managers, like making sure they know your name and not like beating it in their head every day. Hey, I'm Steve. Hey, I'm Steve. Hey, I'm Steve. Uh, but you should introduce yourself once or twice and then work so fucking hard that they know who the fuck you are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. So that's real. I love it. <clears throat> Guys, third and final question. Andy, how often do you have brainstorming sessions? Every day. Is it a group thing? Is it like during your private time with Andy? Like when you come up and, and then follow up, when you come up with these ideas, what's your process of implementing them? First off, I brainstorm every day. That's my main role here. My main role is to, to know where the fuck we got to go as a company. Yeah. Like, I'm not really even the CEO. I'm sort of like the chairman. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, 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 I'm up in the fucking tower of the Titanic looking out five fucking miles ahead saying, all right, dude, go left. Yep. Iceberg. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my role. So, like, I have to be creative all the time. Um, I'm creative every day. I keep a whiteboard. In, like I hang out, you know, I got my garage at home. Mm -hmm. A lot of you guys know, uh, I have a really cool garage at home. It's all right. Uh, yeah, it's cool. And, and I have a bar inside there and it's a, it's like a lounge, like a, like a smoking lounge. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, most people would think it was for cigars, but it's not <laughs> all right. Yeah. yeah right. It's not for cigars, <laughs> but anyhow, um, yeah. So that's where I do my brainstorming and I have a fucking whiteboard in, in fact, bro, I was seriously thinking about, like doing like two two whiteboard sessions a month with companies, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like letting them come in, uh, me sitting down, whiteboarding out their fucking shit, mm. and then sending them on their way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Fuck because like it's my favorite thing to do. Yeah. It's what I love. Yeah. And uh, you know I've had a couple friends over at the house in the last, you know, since I've had the garage the last couple of years. Um, 
you know, I've had probably a dozen people there where we have, have whiteboard sessions and bro, mm -hmm. it's, it's fucking fun as shit. Yeah. So I, I try to get myself, uh, in that creative state, you know, and it's not every day. Like I try every day, but it's not every day. Sometimes it's when you don't even want it to happen. It just happens. Um, and you constantly have to be on a, on a, on a search for that, that creative energy. But you know, um, I don't know, man, that shit kind of comes natural to me because I want to win so bad. Mm. And I'm always creatively thinking about how, like, it's an obsession for me on how we can improve. And mm. because like, dude, I don't want to just build a company. I want to innovate the way things are done. You know what I mean? Right. Like I want to do things so well that companies from other, other segments of industry, whether it be automobile or whether it be, you know, uh, something completely unrelated to what we do, they look at how we do it and they aspire to be that way. You see what I'm saying? Right. So I'm always obsessed with getting better and I'm obsessed with trying to figure shit out and I'm obsessed with new, new ways of doing things. And I constantly ask like, why do people do things this way? That's something over the course of my life that has very, served me very well. I ask why, Yeah. you know, like, um, there's a thousand ways it's going to cat. Yeah. People are like, how do you, how do you, how do you see all of this shit that's going on in the world? Well, because I've become highly accustomed to breaking things down from business. Mm -hmm. You know, like I look at how a company does shit, you know, outside of our industry and I say, okay, I wonder why they do that. And I've been doing that for so long that it becomes my natural way of thinking. You understand? Yeah, so, yeah. so I would encourage you to, to try to ask more questions, ask why, um, ask how, and you know, how people are creative in different ways. Yeah. You know, I'm sure Joe's in a different mindset. Like you got your own little routine for creativity, right? Like, what is it? You got a little smoking lounge too. I think. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> so it's, you know, uh, and by the way, you know, uh, I did not smoke weed, uh, when I was gr like, when I was in the grind of this company from fucking 1999 to fucking the last four years, I didn't smoke weed. Like I fucking didn't, I, I actually drank alcohol, which I think is a lot worse. Hmm. Um, and I think if I hadn't have had alcohol in my life, I would have been where I'm at much sooner. Hmm. That's the truth. Yeah. Um, but if I was a, if I was a young entrepreneur, I wouldn't fuck with any of it. Cause to be honest with you, it slows you down in every single way. Um, just tell them the truth. Same goes for all of that shit. Yeah. 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 So following up though. How do you implement it once you got the, you know, trillion dollar idea you come up with? Well, then I, so for me, like you, like this person, you probably, maybe you have a, another key person or, or even if you don't, um, you know, for me at this point in time, I take those ideas to the team, mm -hmm. you know, and I break it down. I see what they think. And if they think it's a good idea, I let them handle it mm -hmm. because they're good. Um, but when it was just like me, you know, uh, I would break the shit down it would be a whiteboard. Then I would break it down on steps that need like a, a prioritized step list of things that need to happen to implement that idea. And then I start fucking crossing them off, dude. Yeah. You know, the most valuable thing that I've ever was ever taught from my dad was make a list, call the list. When you call the list, you call the list now. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about sales calls, but that applies to anything. Mm -hmm. You know, like you make a list, you fucking cross the shit off. When you're going to do the shit that's on the list, you do it right fucking now. That's real. And that's a huge, huge, concept that's very simple that actually works exactly as you think it would mm. that's why the power list that i give away for free uh you can listen to episode 16 on real af 
it'll give you the whole plan. We sell a powerless journal on the, on the website, but like you don't need it. You could do it in a fucking notebook. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I give the fucking system away for free. And that's another thing. Like I'm a really good systems guy. Like that system, you like, dude, if you follow the power list and you actually follow it, it would be really, I, I say this for legal liability. <laughs> it wouldn't be impossible to lose, but it would be impossible to lose. Mm. You know, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you have to really, you got to try to fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, if you follow it the way I dictate out, Okay, the, and not fuck with it. Don't fuck with it. Like a lot of people, like a lot of these people think they can fuck with things. Listen, bro, I'm fucking smart. Yeah. I'm proven. Okay. I'm gonna do eight things. Hold on. <laughs> I've thought that before. Right. Okay. I under why do you think I don't put eight things on there? Because exactly. you can't do eight things every single day. And eventually you're gonna get down to just getting three things, and that's gonna be your standard. And you're gonna look around and be like, why is my life not changing? Well, because you don't believe that you can get the five like there's a Go listen to the fucking episode. It's episode 16. Like, it, it explains it perfectly. But um, it's that simple, bro. Yeah. And I think, you know, when I think back to when I had nothing and I was just starting out, you know, there's a lot of mystery to winning and success. Like, people look at it like this fucking thing. Like, it's a thing that you're gifted with. Motherfucker, it is not that. Like, I, use, I call it the success fairy, mm. Okay. And the idea of the success fairy is that like there's some fairy that flies around or, or you could call it God or whatever. And it, it touched mystical it, being. I yeah. call it the fucking success fairy <laughs> because that's how it always, I always thought about it in my head. I literally thought like, all right, man, well, there's, there's 10 of us here and one of us is probably going to get hit with the success fairy. So we'll make it and the rest won't. Mm. And that's how I used to think about success. I thought there was like a cho- like a chosen aspect to it. And in reality, dude, um, not just in my own case, but in my observation of other entrepreneurs for the last fucking decade, that's not, this is not true. The ones that win are the ones that, that fucking cross the shit off the list the most consistently every single day. Those people win. So it has nothing to do with your natural gifts. It has, you know, it has nothing to do with are you chosen or not. It has your like, dude, if you can do what's in episode 16 and then you can also get back up when you get punched in the motherfucking face and learn your lesson and not make the same mistake twice. Okay. Like if you touch the fucking stove and it burns your fucking hand, that's okay. Yeah. It burns your right hand. Don't hold fucking on, try on. your left. You touch it again. You're a fucking idiot. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. And there's no saving you. Like right. there, there, I can't, nothing I can teach you will overcome that. Mm. All right. Now maybe, maybe twice, yeah, maybe right. you touch it twice. You touch it a third time. I can't help you. All right. <laughs> But the truth, but that's the truth. Yeah. That's the truth. That's real. So if you can learn from your mistakes and you can, you can develop the grit and the fortitude and the mental toughness to keep moving. Okay. Which you can learn about in episode 80. All right. Episode 80, go listen to it. And you combine that with episode 16. All right. You can't fucking lose. Can't fucking lose. All you got to have is a list to cross off. You got to have the fortitude and the fucking mental toughness to persevere. And you got to be able to learn your lesson. If you can do those three fucking things and not quit, you cannot fucking lose. You cannot fucking lose. No, all the rest of the shit you think is relevant is not relevant. Mm. That's, that is it. That's fucking fire, guys. Andy, guys, that is three. Go, Go pay, pay the fee. fee. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We're from 
sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, does a no. Headshot, case closed.